Now streaming, the Netflix and Swill podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Netflix and Swill podcast, your source for Netflix news, reviews, and booze. I'm Caleb. And I'm Dan, and I really don't feel like being clever this week. And I uh, am here, and that's the best I can offer you. Well, I appreciate it. Uh, how are you, friend? Uh, I'm doing all right. Um, just got back from... Uh, we were uh we were out at a movie. I watched a movie for the first time uh in a theater since Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, uh what movie? Because uh, the world ended. We went and saw Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. The Legends of the Hidden Temple. Yeah. Uh and I hope that it wasn't chock a block full of Marvel references that I don't get. Uh, cause I watched Endgame and then I watched Far From Home and then I stopped caring. Uh, that is fair. I don't know how many more references there possibly could be. I watched WandaVision. Uh, mm-hmm. I watched What If. I, I, you know, I've been picking and choosing my, my Marvel content going forward, which has been very nice. I haven't been doing a very good job of striking a work-life balance. So today, rather than just, you know... Like, full disclosure, I watched a bunch of random shit on Netflix over the last week, but, like, uh, I was going to watch the stuff to actually review for this week, uh, but my wife wanted me to take her out, and I was like, you know what, Uh, I haven't seen my wife in many moons, and yes, I will take you out and do do my duty as your husbando. So, here's... As, As the Japanese would say, maybe. Uh, also, the weebs. So here's a big thing that you missed from the Starling. Uh, Chris O'Dowd actually using the phrase "my wife" with that exact inflection. So is he doing a Borat impression, or he just does it? He he, he little it, it he does it, and it says in the subtitles "my wife" in Borat impression style. <laughs> uh, that's so good. Yeah. So I'll get caught up with that, but. Yeah, it is what it is. I um I don't know. I I have I tend to like pack my schedule as full as possible uh and never give myself time off, but like today I just kind of feel like I really needed some time off. How dare? No, it's fine. And it, it it happens. You need your time, you take your time. So, I don't I don't like get sick days for doing this, but I uh I cashed in a sick day. Yeah. You do you do whatever you want, you know. Shit happens. This wouldn't be fun if we didn't, you know, take random weeks off every now and then. In yeah. terms of like I mean, well well likely one of us will always show up. It's just uh we might not be all the way there in terms of doing the show. Yeah. Oh well. Um how are you? Uh, I'm gonna get very. I'm gonna get pretty serious, actually, right now. Uh, I am not okay. 
Uh, so over the weekend, uh, and I, I told you about this months ago, but uh, over the weekend, uh, one of my favorite fantasy football analysts and podcasters uh, died uh, due to COVID-related issues. Uh, he, he got vaccinated. He, he went on a run, felt sick, uh, and was almost immediately hospitalized uh, due, to, due to COVID. Uh, and had spent the better part of two months fighting COVID. And uh, Thursday, we got a tweet from his wife saying that he, he was on a ventilator. And that's kind of like, oh, this is it. He's, he's, there's almost no coming back from this. So, I mean, Saturday, we got the word that he passed away. And uh, it's very weird. Because, like, yes, he's a podcaster. I don't know him. But also, like... As with any good podcaster, you feel like after you listen to them enough, you know who they are. And so it kind of feels like they're your friend without ever having met them. Right. So there's still that, like, hardship of, like, hey, I know this person, and now they're gone. And that's bizarre and strange and weird. I don't know. There was generally, like, whenever a a celebrity or something like that passes, like... I don't get too, like, broken up over it because I don't really have, like, a personal connection there. But, mm-hmm. like, I don't know. that Like, there were a few things that, a couple of them that were, were kind of, like, a bit closer to home, I guess, like that. Like, I don't know. Norm MacDonald would be the most recent one, I guess. Because, yeah. like, that was something that, like, Saturday Night Live was such a bonding thing for me and my sister whenever we were teenagers. And, like didn't like each other and couldn't talk about anything but we could <laughs> we could watch the weekend update together sure and get along like for an hour each week so so yeah uh rest in peace tags uh i'll miss you i know a lot of people miss you uh, most importantly your family uh, there's like a gofundme going on right now that was set up by the company he works for i'm sure they're taking care of him but also they set up a gofundme and last I checked, the goal was $100,000. They uh, very quickly eclipsed that. They're at over $200,000 right now. Uh, I don't know what it's at uh, currently, but I, my guess is probably around $250,000. Hmm. Checking now. Oh, my God. Uh, a low ball, it's about $325,000. So. Oh, wow. That's, uh, that's a lot. That's a lot of people uh, donating for that. But, I mean, his family, as far as I'm aware, he was like sole income for his family. So now there's going to be a lot of hardship on him, uh, on his family, to get everything, you know, covered. Hmm. Oh, yeah. And his company said we'll be making a direct donation of $100,000. So there you go. Good for them. Uh, so, so with that, unless there's anything else you want to talk about, uh, why don't we get into a segment titled What's Your Swill? Can we please get some alcohol into my mouth? He hates these cans! Stay away from the cans! Uh, well, I'm, I'm glad you asked, Dan. Uh, I'm having a Rheingeist Wowie brewed in Cincinnati. Uh, let me read you a thing that a human wrote and put on the, the can for this. <laughs> okay. Uh... Wowie, ale with pineapple and passion fruit. Meet the wild child, our tropical troublemaker with effervescent intentions. This ale pairs bright pineapple with apple and tart passion fruit in a sensual karimbo. Make the getaway, destination unknown, set off into sparkling skies. Let's get out of here. The possibilities, the thrill, the adventure. Wowie. 
Sounds like Jimmy Uren wrote that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a lot of words to say that uh, it kind of tastes like shit. <laughs> yeah, Rheingeist is, uh, I've had it before. Uh, like, whenever I would uh, go to uh, Ohio to do a job, like, do my uh, first job and help them out, I would get, like, Rheingeist from... Uh, the convenience stores there because that was such a novelty to me being like, Oh, I can walk into a can like a CVS and they can sell beer to me. Cool. So I'd get, you know, a, a Ryan Geist and quickly learn that they're fucking garbage. Yeah. I don't know. It's just oppressively sour, which like, I don't, I don't mind sour things, but like, there's not really anything else to it. Mm. I did have a, a real banger of a drink with my lunch today though. Um, I had a gift card, so we went to the Cheesecake Factory, uh, and I got a pineapple Moscow mule. Ooh. Lit- probably, like, they could have balanced the, the pineapple juice uh, ginger beer spectrum a little bit more heavily towards the ginger beer end of it, but uh, altogether a very good cocktail. Well, there you go. Uh, I'm glad you had one good drink today. Uh, I have had no good drinks today because my swill... And I really truly mean this. It is Swill. Is a Voodoo Ranger, uh, devilishly light lager. Uh, it's ninety nine point <laughs> nine calories. So it's a light lager from a quote unquote uh, craft brewery. Uh, it tastes exactly like your regular old light lager from like Miller or Bud, like any of those. It tastes like that uh, for double the price. Yeah, I've. I've never really been a fan of Voodoo Ranger, but like, yeah, I don't know. Doesn't sound good. Yeah, uh, I think I've had Voodoo Ranger like once before, and I was like, eh, this isn't that great. I, I was walking by this in the store and went, oh, this is a potential conversation that I can have on my podcast. And then I <laughs> had it, I'm like, it's definitely a conversation that I'm going to have on my podcast because it's fucking terrible. I can't stop thinking about Shang-Chi and like, do you think that marvel's ever going to be brave enough again to have like something like the the punisher hallway fight where it's not just like a big fuck off cgi mess at the end uh no (laughs) me neither i just want them to make something i care about that isn't spider-man right now i like spider-man i like spider-man too i just want him to uh, i want there to be something other than him yeah I can't <laughs> I can't wait for Spider-Man 2, Too Many Spider-Men. Well, I will say I'm looking forward to Spider-Man and I guess Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness just to see like what fucking happens because that's that's going to be a trip, especially considering it's Sam Raimi returning to, to superhero movies. Now. And I will crush that Spider-Man and then the other Spider-Man. On all those Spider-Men. And then it happened in fucking Into the Spider-Verse. They they made a too many Spider-Men. Spider-Man, we're at it again. This time with 50% more Spider-Men. <sighs> uh, well, some cleanup stuff. Uh, check out our Discord. Link is in the show notes. Uh, we have conversations there. You should all be a part of that. Uh, next, uh... Stacking Triggers, we talked about uh, a deck tech for one of Caleb's new decks that he brewed. Yeah. 
haven't, haven't gotten to play it yet. Yeah, there you go. Um, and then I was also on Rabbit Ears TV podcast with the Bubby uh, to talk about the new Netflix show Clickbait. Uh, in yeah. more of an in-depth format. I mean, it was about 30-ish minutes of that. Uh, 10 minutes of banter between us, because that's what we do. And it was a good time. So check that out. Uh, and also check out on this feed, uh, mine and Casey Moore's breakdown of To Doom and th- the stupidity that, that was that show that they <sighs> let happen for some reason. Would you, I'm going to recycle my joke here. Would you say that it was too dumb? Uh, I will let you know that Nick Kroll made the exact same joke on the uh, the on the the event it, oh, itself. Oh fuck! So you should probably just commit Sudoku now. I'm doing it. it uh, that was the worst part of the show. <laughs> this is this is where I wish I had the soundboard with gun, gun. sound effect. <laughs> uh, yeah, he he let off the adult animation portion of the show. By doing all of his voices from the the show Big Mouth, and I was just like, "This is sonically terrible." It's not. It's just. It's not enough for me that like Nick Kroll, like be out of work at this point. Like I, I, I need him to suffer. <laughs> I like him in the league. Uh, I will. And that's about it. That's the only thing he's ever been, quote unquote, good in. And that's because he was playing an asshole versus other people who were normally decent people. Uh, He just seems to play an asshole. He has no other kind of ability. (laughs) Uh, All right, then. Uh, And then that'll move us into the news. Oh, shit, it's mail time. Uh, Netflix has acquired the production rights to Roald Dahl's works. I hope you like James and the Giant Peach and id Software's The Big Fucking Gun. Yeah, uh, also, uh, you know, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. We're getting more of that shit, although it looks like it's more like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. A prequel to that uh, done by Taika Waititi. So... Basically, anything that Roald Dahl has done, Netflix is moving into, although it looks like it's mainly going to be series, considering the fact that all of Roald Dahl's stuff has been already d- been turned into movies, and they're going to want to differentiate themselves. Yeah. For some reason, I, uh, like, whenever I was originally going to start my sentence where I said James and Giant Peach, I was going to say Phantom Tollbooth. But I believe that's a different author who I'm too lazy to look up the name of. I don't know why I was thinking that was Roald Dahl. Well, let's find out. Phantom Tollbooth. Uh, Norton Juster. Yeah. N- notable that household is. name. All right. Uh, our next story is also kind of a nothing burger as of now. But uh, Reed Hastings came out in an interview uh, basically being asked about uh, F1 and success on Netflix with the Shoemaker do- or the Schumacher documentary, uh, and then Drive to Survive, and basically said that uh, the next time that F1 streaming rights come up, they're probably going to look into acquiring them, or at least putting in a bid. Nash Cargo fished. At least it's Formula One, and it's not yeah. just left turn after left turn. <laughs> Uh, I've said it before, say it again, Netflix needs to get into live sports in order to make that next jump, uh, and F1 seems to be the likely, the likely place to go with that. That's true. 
I don't know. I found out that the the movie theater near me where I went and saw uh, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Clit Ring. Uh, I can't believe that that joke wasn't in the countdown review of it. I also can't um, believe it. They uh, they show football there on Sundays. And I was like, that's actually really cool because it's like the dine-in theater. Mm-hmm. You can get a beer there and some nachos with the boys. Yeah, that's the thing is like... Um... I remember, like, League of Legends Worlds was put on a big screen at one point. And I was like, oh, that's neat. I'll never do that. But that was neat. Mainly because, like, those people don't shower. It's like, (laughs) I already go to the LGS. I don't need to see, uh, you know, League of Legends Worlds with a bunch of other people who don't shower. It's, uh, it stings the nostrils. It's pungent. All right. Uh, so the Doom breakdown was whatever. Uh, we, we, we went through every little piece of news, but, uh, I feel like I needed your opinion on this part. Uh, in the most surprising news from Tanoom, uh, the Witcher universe is adding a kids and family show to its roster. What the show is or could be about is unknown as of now, but it's just the fact that they are trying to move into kids and family section. Uh, that's interesting. Caleb, what do you think? Uh... Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, the only thing I came up with was potentially a Gwent anime. So, you know, in the style of Yu-Gi-Oh, they just make a Gwent anime. That would actually be pretty funny. Yeah, okay. It's, it's definitely, uh, definitely a move they can make. I don't know, they, like, at this point, they're so committed with the Witcher that like they have to make it their big franchise, so they're gonna capitalize on it in any way possible. Mm-hmm. So like maybe this is their their segue into like selling Geralt action figures to children or something. I don't know. Yeah, that's fine. Whatever. Uh they need to merchandise in some way because you know, they just need it. They they like that's the one thing well, other than live sports, it's the other thing that they completely lack is any kind of merchandising rights, uh, and therefore yeah. don't have that revenue stream. Except for fucking Stranger Things Ego Waffle board games. Yeah. Which is inexplicably a thing. I don't know. I don't know, man. Alright, uh, and our final bit of news is just to wrap up, so it's a bunch of renewals. Uh, the Young Royals has been renewed for a second season. Uh, Sex Education has been renewed for a fourth season, and The Witcher has been renewed for a third season, with another animated movie on the way. I always think it's funny whenever they renew shows for seasons after, like, one one season comes out, and then they wait a long-ass time, and the second season hasn't come out, Mm. and then they renew it for a third season. (sighs) I mean, it goes back to what you were saying, like, they're forcing it. At this point, with The Witcher, like, they need it to be their big thing, because Stranger Things seems to take forever. The Witcher, at least, seems like it has a decent enough turnaround time to get out on a regular clip. Yeah. All right. Uh, Let's move into Downstream, where we'll talk about some trailers that uh, this time I'm actually interested in. Baby, I can't control the internet. That's my favorite line! First up is the trailer for Passing, 
adapted from the seven the celebrated 1929 novel of the same name by Nella Larson. Passing tells the story of two black women, Irene Redfield and Claire Kendry, who can pass as white but choose to live on opposite sides of the Keller line during the height of the Harlem Renaissance in the late 1920s New York. Uh, after a chance encounter reunites the former childhood friends one summer afternoon, uh, Irene reluctantly allows Claire into her home, where she ingratiates herself to Irene's husband and family and soon her larger cir- social circle as well. Uh, I can't read today. (laughs) As their lives become more deeply intertwined, Irene finds her once steady existence upended by Claire, and passing becomes a riveting examination of obsession, repression, and the lies people tell themselves and others to protect their carefully constructed realities. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. Uh, looks interesting. Looks good. Uh, yeah. Not much else I can say about it but it, it looks compelling. Also, the cast is pretty good. Yeah, that's true. I'm in love with Tessa Thompson. I don't blame you. She's Tessa Thompson. She was in Creed in Creed 2. Yeah. Uh, next up is the trailer for Stuck Together. When Paris goes into lockdown during the pandemic, the quirky residents of an apartment must adjust to their new life and one another. Directed by Danny Boone, who also stars in this heartwarming tale of life in quarantine alongside Francois Damien, uh, Lawrence Arne, Arne, and Yvonne Atal. Uh, French names, and I'm bad at pronouncing. Yes. I like the idea of this simply because, like, I've, I've brought it up on the show before, but, like, you know, it's weird that no shows acknowledge the pandemic. And here's a show that's like, hey, the conceit of this is like, we're getting through the pandemic together. Uh, I think this looks like shit. And then presumably shit gets really real, like the climax of the first season when like one of them dies. Yeah. Uh, I think this looks like shit. I don't think this Uh, looks funny. It's true. You know, I think the only interesting thing about it is that it's about the COVID times and they directly mention covid otherwise no yeah um i don't know if i wanted to watch something like this i would watch uh the borat sequel yeah all right uh next up is the trailer for night teeth that's the real title Mm -hmm. uh benny's entire world is turned upside down after picking up two mysterious girls who expose him to a secret world he never knew existed he is suddenly hurled into their cryptic underworld on a mission to save his city from dripping in blood Uh, a young driver picks up two mysterious women for a night of party hopping but when his passengers reveal their true nature he must fight to stay alive uh spoilers they're they're vampire Don't go I think it looks fun. You know, nothing yeah, hard hitting fun. or anything. Just like a fun little romp for your Halloween times. Yeah. Yeah, could be fun. Mm. Just let it be fun. Just enjoy the movie. For God's sakes. Just let the Netflix make you happy. <laughs> All right. Uh, next up, we have the trailer for Britney versus Spears. 
No more secrets. No more silence. Britney versus Spears only on Netflix September 28th. Uh, it's about Britney Spears getting out from under her conservatorship. Uh, Caleb, go. I'm I'm extremely emotionally invested in this. You, you know who else is extremely emotionally invested in this? No. The documentary makers. So much so that they're putting themselves in their own fucking documentary. It's tactful. Uh, I don't know. I'm just, I'm, I'm happy for her. Mm-hmm. And I'm happy that we can finally leave Brittany alone. Yeah, it's time we leave Brittany alone, guys. She's ready now. Yeah. We've, we've given her everything that we could. Just, now it's time to step back and and watch her soar. Just let the girl perform her Vegas residency. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh Hurley Boy. Do we reference the Hurley Boy too much? I don't think so. I think it's the appropriate amount. Which is enough. Up from no one else does. <laughs> Alright, uh, next up is the trailer for Army of Thieves uh, In this prequel to Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead A small town bank teller Dieter gets drawn into the, the adventure of a lifetime uh, Except for that other one When a <laughs> mysterious woman recruits him to join a crew of Interpol's most wanted criminals Attempting to heist a sequence of legendary impossible to crack safes across Europe I can't wait to watch a, a prequel about the character from Army of the Dead who seemed the least capable out of any of them. Uh, that is true. We were talking in the pre-roll a bit about, like, why is this a movie coming out five months after the prequel? And it hit me. It was like, oh, probably because it was supposed to come out this year. Army of the Dead was supposed to come out last year. But then Chris D'Elia decided to be a piece of shit all his life, and therefore they had to redo a lot of shit. And it pushed back Army of the Dead for quite a while, until, you know, May of this year. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um, obviously, we'll be, we'll be watching this, but I don't know, man. I don't know. I feel like it's not for me. That's fair. It was always allowed. Especially since I have... Uh, no fucking connection to Army of the Dead. I thought that movie was, uh, aggressively average. And I thought it sucked. But I watched this trailer and I was actually sold on this movie. I didn't really care for it. Yeah, no, 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 I get it. But, like, I hated it and I watched this trailer and I was like, oh, I'm surprised that I actually seem to enjoy this. Okay, cool. So, I mean... I'm willing to be pleasantly surprised as I go into this, being like, ah, this wasn't fucking garbage. All right. Well, on that, why don't we cut into a quick break, and uh, when we get back, we'll we'll just run down a bunch of stuff that we watched and talk about, you know, all of it. You thought it would be the old mid-roll ad break, but it was me, the one that's a JoJo's Bizarre Adventure meme. The following patrons have abandoned their human frailty and joined Lord Dio's eternal army. Gerald Morris, Bill Sutton, Nick Haskins, Ashley the Bubby Gorski, Ben Kiefer, Paul Prezula, Daniel Henderson, Julio Oliveira, James De La Rosa, Chris Yaney, 
Brianna Petty, Nate Wade, Alan Gallarisi, Casey Moore, Nerdrovert Jason, Sam the Hurley Boy Hurley, Giuseppe Vicaretti, and Dan's mother. If you'd like to become a patron so we can use your money to finally destroy the Joestar family forever, find us at netflixandswill.com slash Patreon. Brand yourself as part of our unholy army. Go to netflixandswill.com slash merch. Leave a review and tell me what a good job I'm doing as your immortal overlord. Visit netflixandswill.com slash Apple Podcasts. Thanks for helping us manifest our stand abilities, which give us the power to watch terrible movies and TV shows and do like rapid punches and stop time or whatever. Seriously, go watch JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Part 6 comes out in December. Welcome back, everybody. Caleb, it's time to get into some quick hits, which will be taking the place of our main review topic for the week. Uh, That's true. Uh, And, you know, we both watched some stuff. Mm -hmm. And we're here to talk about it to you, the, the dear listener. So what'd you watch? Well, uh, first, I guess I'm going to talk about something that I missed uh, from last week, uh, which is Mars Attacks. Uh, so this is the 1996 uh, Tim Burton, like, comedy horror movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's PG-13, 6.3 out of 10 on IMDb. Earth is invaded by Martians with unbeatable weapons and a cruel sense of humor. Uh, so this is just like a slapstick fucking like send up of the the alien invasion genre uh so does jack nicholson as the president who like you know he he keeps trying to make peace with the aliens because he thinks that's what's gonna like make his constituents the most happy mm-hmm. uh and he so like he falls for stupid like obvious traps of the aliens like five times uh pierce brosnan plays a scientist uh sarah jessica parker is like a ditzy tv host who like the aliens cut her head off and put it on the body of a dog that's the thing that happens uh i don't know like the the strongest thing about this movie is the cast uh it's like aside from those three we've got annette benning glenn close danny devito martin short michael j fox uh f- tom jones as himself which is hilarious uh a young natalie portman mon mothma's back yeah uh a young jack black who gets fucking vaporized by aliens it's uh i don't know it's just it's a it's a silly little movie i i, I enjoyed it for what it was never seen it before and now i I never have to again. <laughs> yep, there you go. Uh, it's one of those movies that I've stubbornly never watched, mainly because it came out around the same time as Independence Day, uh, and I've heard people say it's better than Independence Day, to which I say, go fuck yourself. Uh, yeah, that's a that's a stupid thing to say. <laughs> I'm sure it's a fine movie, but uh, no, it's not. It's no Independence Day, because there's there's nobody saying, is that glass bulletproof? No, sir. Uh, millions of gun sounds from the soundboard. 
<laughs> uh, what's something that you watched? I guess we'll just do we'll do turns. Sure. Uh, I watched. What the fuck was it? Oh, uh, The Lovely Bones. Uh, it's a Peter Jackson movie starring Saoirse Ronan, uh, Mark Wahlberg, Rachel Weiss, uh, Stanley Tucci. Uh, it's about a girl who, in the 70s, gets uh, uh, gets put in a situation where she's uh, about to be raped by an older man and just dies. Uh, so the old man uh, hides her body. The old man's played by Stanley Tucci. Uh, and it's about, I don't know. I, I legitimately couldn't tell you what, what this movie was, why it existed in any way, shape, or form. Uh, the CG looks fucking terrible. I don't, I don't get it. I, I don't understand the movie. I don't understand the question. Uh, I did not like The Lovely Bones. I'm sure, like, sure, Sharon is actually solid. I think the acting's okay, but, like, it just kind of exists, and it's just like, the fuck is even the point of this movie? Uh, and then, you know, it has a very unsatisfying ending, which, spoilers for The Lovely Bones, even though this is a 2009 movie, uh, Stanley Tucci, uh, after he gets away with it, for the most part, because it's the 1970s and therefore, uh, you know, no DNA evidence, that kind of shit. Uh, or if if it does exist, it's in a, it's very infancy and not this like podunk small town. Uh, he he slips on some fucking ice and falls down a cliff and gets killed that way instead of you know being brought to actual justice. <laughs> so uh, it sucks. Yeah. Uh- Speaking of things that suck, uh, do you remember when we watched a, a trailer for a Netflix movie called Fractured? Oh my god, you finally watched this. Yeah. Uh, this is a, a mystery thriller movie starring Sam Worthington, Yep, uh, best known for playing Jake Sully in all five Avatar movies. <laughs> remember how those exist? Yeah, he was also in uh, Clash of the Titans. Yeah, yeah. The the shitty Clash of the Titans movie. Yeah. What else what else did he do? I'm trying to think. Oh, he's in Terminator Salvation. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't mind that movie. That movie's okay. Uh this is about a uh a man <laughs> who who finally snaps because his wife berates him too much. Uh and she, she gets what she deserves. Now I can't say that. <laughs> uh, this movie's real weird. Um, so this couple stops at a gas station. Um, they're on their way home. It, it's apparently on Thanksgiving, and uh, like his wife's just berating him for for them being late for Thanksgiving, and oh, the turkey was so dry, and my parents were so upset, and all this shit. Nah, he's just like, can we not talk and can we not do this in front of the kid? Mm. She's like, no, we're like our marriage is broken. And the kid's just like, hey, I have to go to the bathroom. So they go to, they pull off at a gas station, um, which like, I, I guess they're doing construction behind the gas station. Yep. There's just like a big open pit with no signs or, you know, barriers or anything. Uh, and just like it's like a punji pit full of rebar stakes, I guess. Uh, so like the daughter falls in, the dad like jumps in to try to catch her. Uh, 
but you know, she, she gets hurt. So they take her to the nearby hospital. Uh, and he, I guess, dozes off there and wakes up a few hours later and the hospital says, no, we have no record of your family ever being here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he, he's trying to find out what happened to his family. Yeah. Uh, so, so that's the mystery. Now I'm going to spoil the entire thing. Go for it. Uh, the movie wants you to like, like they don't want to come right out and say whether he's crazy or whether like the hospital is like fucking with him. Cause they like play up like, Hey, human organ sack or organ harvesting. Uh, like they mention it multiple times. Yep. Nah. It it turns out that they want to do both. Uh, cause there's a full on sequence where like he goes into the basement of the hospital and there's like people pulling organs out of dead bodies and like he stops his daughter from being uh having her organs harvested mm-hmm. uh and escapes with his family. Uh and then it Turns out that, like, you know, that kind of happened, but, like, he's seeing things differently because he killed his family uh, because, you know, his wife wouldn't stop berating him. So he threw her in the pit and her head got impaled on a a rusty piece of rebar. uh, And then, like, he put them in the trunk of his car and was had them in there the whole time. Uh, But, you know, his... His psyche had resolved, you know, the guilt by by making him go and save them. So, like, he just pulled a random patient out of surgery uh, who is now just, like, in his car, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it was a weird movie because, yeah, like you said, they want, they had their cake and they ate it, too, in order to make the movie go for an hour and a half, as opposed to just yeah. being a short movie that, like, this man's just kind of crazy. <laughs> uh, I don't know. They try to do both. I feel like no matter which ending you wanted it to be, it it was going to disappoint you. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, that movie sucks. I uh, I remember that movie. I remember talking about that movie, just being like, "Fuck that!" I watch. Yeah, yeah. It's not very good. I also uh, I also don't care for Lily Rabe. I have no idea who that is. That's uh, his wife in the movie. Has she been in anything else of note? Nah, not really. Uh, okay, whatever then. Yeah, I, I remember very little about that movie. I, you, you had to remind me what the end of the movie was. All right. Uh, now you talk about a thing. All right, uh, I'll just do the Starling. It's happening now, uh, so... This is a new movie on Netflix. Uh, basically, uh, it's it stars Melissa McCarthy, Chris O'Dowd, Kevin Klein. Uh, Chris O'Dowd and Melissa McCarthy uh, have a child until one day they don't. Uh, sudden infant death syndrome. They don't show it. I'm fine with that. I actually prefer that because you don't need to see a child die on screen in order for you to understand the, the loss the two characters go through. Uh, he has a, a mental breakdown uh, and winds himself up in a psychiatric hospital which we eventually find out is because he tried to kill himself. 
Uh, and so she's just been going on about her life, you know, working in a supermarket. Uh, her boss is Timothy Oliphant, uh, who is just like, your, your head's just not in the game, man. Uh, even though it's been uh, about a year since her daughter died uh, suddenly. And, you know, your, her job at the supermarket is more important than her own mental health because that's the work climate of today. Uh, I think the acting is good. I don't think anybody's, like, particularly amazing. I think Chris O'Dowd probably is the best one in the movie. Uh, also, uh, I, I neglect to mention, but uh, Melissa McCarthy starts doing shit around the house. She starts regardening uh, her garden uh, when there's a, 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 a starling that comes down and attacks her. Because it's a territorial bird. Uh, and that's a subplot of the movie for some reason. Uh, they try to it's explain also it. the title of the movie. Right. Uh, they try to explain why it exists as a subplot and the title of the movie, but I was just like, no, that's dumb. Don't even start. Uh, all that stuff with the Starling, dumb. Uh, although it gets you Kevin Klein in the movie, and he's like your, your Robin Williams in Goodwill Hunting type who offers poignancy wherever he can because he's a former mental health professional. Uh, I don't know, man. It's, uh, uh, when they actually are dealing with the, the stuff around Lost, it, it's actually, like, a pretty good movie. Uh, however, they focus too much on the Starling shit, and I, I just was so disinterested in that in any way, shape, or form. I just want these people to, to realize that, you know, their lives aren't, uh, they have their own personal journeys to go through, and it's, it's, it's fine. Uh, also, the score is fucking terrible. It is so fu- it, it it's like a television mm-hmm. fucking movie level score in terms of like generically badness and then it has like these sappy soundtrack beats throughout the entire thing. It's just so bad, man. Uh so that's ultimately what brings us down to a 2. I don't recommend the Starling. Uh in fact, oh, Jesus. just avoid it. Although if you can if you can get like if you have like that 7.1 like surround sound kind of sound system and you can figure out wherever the fuck the score is coming out of, uh, you can unplug that part and just listen to the fucking dialogue the whole time. <laughs> well, I'm, uh, I'm sorry about your loss. Uh, thank you. I'm now gonna go sit in the car in the garage and hope it kills me. That's what happens in the movie, and I don't, I'm not doing that. That sounds like an awful way to go. <laughs> oh, uh, I guess that'll... I guess that'll segue me to this. I don't even know if this was on Netflix or Hulu or what, but uh, Vanessa started watching this show called The Guest Book. I'm not that into it, uh, but it's fine. It's just about, like, I guess a cabin where, like, these, uh, these, like, shitty people manipulate the owners of this cabin into, like, letting them have the keys to, like, rent it out to people. Uh, so there was, there was an episode that I watched where, uh, Pam from the office was like, uh, doing research on people with, uh, with Alzheimer's. So like they had this old man who like, they knew nothing about who like, they just found Mm -hmm. and brought in (laughs) and like, so they, they brought him up to this cabin and like put things from like his life and time period like the most that they could put like piece together uh and like he started remembering things and like he thought that he was like back in in his old life uh and that uh pam from the office was his wife and shit uh turns out the guy 
you know, that they were trying to learn about and help with his Alzheimer's. Uh, he was a real piece of shit because, like, he starts going on about, you know, uh, racist stuff. And then, like, he oh, smacks good. Pam from the office in the face. Uh, but the whole time she's, like, talking into her little recording thing. It's like, yeah, subject is remembering this and this. Uh, but uh, <laughs> turns out, like, he's looking through the closet. He's like, hey, where's my white suit? I always need it every Sunday. Uh, and he's like, well, now I'll have to go sew a new one. And she's like, oh, you know how to sew? And he's like, of course I do. I'm a tailor. It's my job. Uh, so he makes himself a new white suit, which turns out to be a clan outfit. And I was going to say, that has to be a clan out. outfit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so then they're like, well, what the fuck? And then, you know, she, like, he gives her a list of stuff that, you know, she needs to buy for him. Uh, and it's supplies to burn down a church. And it turns out, like, they, they look up, because, you know, he mentions the name of it and stuff. And, uh... Like, he had, you know, in the past, burned down this church, and it ended up, I think some some people died or something. Um, I don't know. It was, it, was, it was real weird. Like, they play it for laughs, but it's also like, hey, here's this, this old, like, racist piece of shit guy. Hey, everybody, laugh um, at the racist. Yeah. Uh, so at the end of it, he's like, Damn it, bitch, you you better, you know, get in the truck, we're going to town, whatever. He, like, goes out in the garage and gets in the truck and starts it. Uh, and then, like, Pam from the office is just, like, looks at him, sitting in the, the running truck with in, like, the enclosed garage, and then just slowly backs out and closes the door and leaves him in there. And then it does a jump cut to, like, paramedics hauling his body out. <laughs> Uh, which, you know, that part was kind of funny. Yeah. And they just let the, the senile old man kill himself. I don't know. It was, uh, it was a wild thing for somebody to, to fucking make. Cause, uh, it's jokes about, uh, racist old people and, and, uh, mental illness. And then we let him kill himself at the end inadvertently uh but it's funny hachacha is it supposed to be a funny movie because it sounds <laughs> like it's a, a thriller of some fucking kind wild no it's uh it's it's a it's a comedy show they're all like ridiculous premises like that but like i don't know it is like it's basically an anthology mm. of like these short stories of the like of people writing stuff in the guest book of this cabin. Uh that's why it's called the guest book. But I don't know. Like I said, I I don't know. Vanessa just found it. She started watching it. And uh Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, uh okay uh, then. Now that I've talked about it this whole time, I'm I'm pretty sure that it is on Hulu, so that's eh, whatever. It happens. I just wanted to talk about it because it was fucking wild. Yeah. Uh I'll I'll talk about this briefly. Uh Ashley's watching you and I pop in for like five minutes at a time, and uh every time I've popped in, uh someone has been fucking narrating exactly what they're doing on the screen. So 
Uh, I know that I would fucking hate that show uh, and am choosing to ignore it now. Yeah, show's not that great. Yeah, although a lot of people watch it. Good for them, but uh, that show sucks. Uh, did you watch anything else you want to talk about? Yeah, I'll talk about, uh, I don't know, because I, like I said, I was kind of, like, not really broken up, but just, like, I guess aware of Norm MacDonald's passing. Uh, so I watched his his Netflix comedy special from 2017. Uh, it's called Hitler's Dog Gossip and Trickery. Um, and it's just him doing his, his fucking deadpan shtick and just observing things and talking about them. Uh, it's called Hitler's Dog because he does a bit about, like, how, you know, evil's kind of relative. So, like, at one point there was a dog that thought that Hitler was the best person in the world. Mm -hmm. So, like, he, he talks from the perspective of the dog and he's like, yeah, you know, you know, Goebbels, like, I, I love you and, and I love Mengele and all you guys, but, you know, Hitler, man, he's just the best. And he's like, this is why we don't let you know, smartphones in here. Cause you're going to clip that and take it out of context. Uh, and now there's a clip of me saying that. Yeah. It happens. And around and around it goes. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's funny. Mm. Yeah. A lot of the Norm Macdonald stuff started popping up again on Netflix. Like, uh, Norm Macdonald yeah. has a show. Uh, I think he had another standup special on Netflix too, that, that popped up. So yeah, a lot of people wanted to show up for, uh, Norm. Yeah. Yeah, and that's about it. All right. Uh, now here's the real question, because this is very important. Did you watch Streets of Fire? Uh, no, I did not. All right. <laughs> uh, well, you're gonna have to remedy that pretty much as soon as we get off of here, because Streets of Fire. Uh, it's a patron request review from Christiani. Well, fine. If you don't want my money, you mean. If we watched terrible movies, you'd give us money? Well, sure. Mr. Caleb, welcome to the patron review segment. It's going to be very one-sided, Chris. Uh, I can tell you right now, uh, this is one of, the, one of those B-movies that, honestly, you would never remember. Except for the fact that it has the following people in it. Willem Dafoe, Diane Lane, Bill Paxton. Like, uh, if, if... Rick Moranis. Rick Moranis. Uh, there's also uh, the guy who plays Stan Sitwell. He's also in it uh, as, a f as a fucking homeless bum for 30 seconds. Uh, all no, of Ed Begley Jr. Yeah, Ed Begley Jr. Uh, all of whom who had better and uh, more notable careers uh, than our leading man of Michael Pare, or however you want to say his name, uh who is just fucking terrible in this movie. I don't know who thought anything was going to happen with this guy, but uh, nothing did. He's not very good. So uh, general gist is this. Uh, Diane Lane is a singer, and then she performs a whole opening musical number, uh, like a, a whole 80s music number to start the, the movie. It's about five minutes. And then this gang led by Willem Dafoe shows up and kidnaps her uh, and just starts fucking beating the shit out of people, setting fire to things. It's complete chaos uh, for the first, mm -hmm. like, uh, like in the next five minutes. And then uh, Michael Pare shows up and he's like, I'm here 
to rescue my my ex who's Diane Lane. Uh, and then uh, he goes to this fucking bar or this like dive where his sister's like the owner. And this group of hooligans shows up and he kicks all their asses. So you're like, oh, man, what a fucking badass this guy is. Uh, and then he's like, all right, I'm going to go save my ex, except I can't yet because I don't feel like it. And then, you know, he has a weird dream and he's like, all right, I'm going to go save my ex now. And then uh, he runs into this woman who's like, you're not my type, uh, although he, even though he's a pretty boy. So it's heavily implied that she's a lesbian. Uh, mainly because she wears like a fucking hat, uh, a very and dresses very masculinely throughout the entire movie. I'm assuming she's a lesbian, but because that's the vibe they were putting off. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But hey, whatever. Uh, so they go get Diane Lane back, and then instead of just you know driving back to uh, a safe location, they're like, "All right, we're five minutes away from where we just fucked up. Let's ditch the car and move on foot." And it's like, "Wait, what?" And then they take over a bus. And then they get stopped by the police, and the police are like, you gotta get out of the fucking bus. And then uh, Michael Parry's like, no, and starts blowing up cop cars, and then drives away. And they're like, alright, we gotta stash the bus. <laughs> and it's just like, guys, if you just drove to where you needed to go, everything would be okay. Like, I don't understand what you're fucking doing. Uh, and then, uh, finally, there's a fucking showdown between him and uh, Willem Dafoe. Uh, he beats the shit out of Willem Dafoe after they get a, like, a decent little fight scene going on. And then uh, the biker gang that fucking Willem Dafoe showed up with was like, uh, hey, we're going to go fuck shit up. But then, like, all the citizens come back with their guns. It's, like, very sec- pro-Second Amendment at the very end. And then, <laughs> uh, yeah, of course, like, him and Diane Lane get back together. They fuck. Uh, and then she goes back on stage and is like, hey, uh, I'm out of here because this, this ain't my bag, baby. And then uh, she does another five-minute uh, 80s theme musical number. And then uh, Michael Parry gets in the car with uh, McCoy, is her name. Uh, and she's like, hey, you're still not my type because I'm still a lesbian. Also, I'm a soldier. I'll tell you that like five times throughout the movie. Is that, hey, you're not my type and I'm a soldier. Those are my two character traits. Uh, and then the movie ends. Uh, it's, this movie's bad, but it's so fucking wild and enjoyable. Uh, you should watch it. Like I said, watch it immediately. This is such a fun little B movie. All right. Sounds awesome. Even though I just explained the entire plot, uh, it's wilder than you fucking think it is. <laughs> hey, uh, what are we doing on the show next week, Dan? Uh, well, next week on the show, uh, we'll be watching the Jake Gyllenhaal movie, The Guilty. And uh, on the back half of that, uh, it's a cautionary tale of Netflix. It hit Netflix recently. I wanted to watch it. You want to talk about it. So it's here. We're watching Green Lantern starring Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> but why I've never seen it and I want to watch it I want to understand if it's as bad as everyone says it is it likely is no, but I, I want to know I was just doing uh, was just doing a Ryan Reynolds uh, the old the old Ryan Reynolds gif I just I just want to see it man I just want I gotta know it's widely regarded as one of the worst comic book movies of all time and I just I have to know why <laughs> Well, prepare to find out, I guess. Yeah, I'm excited. All right. Uh, Make sure you check out NetflixandSwill.com. It's your one-stop shop for all things Netflix and Swill. Uh, That's true. And thank you to Space Weather for the use of our theme song, Bitter, which is a pill you swallow sometimes. Yes. I love you. And I love you. Uh, And we'll see you 
next Tuesday? At the movies. Netflix and Swill is an independent podcast. As such, we believe in the scrappy underdogs of the podcast world. If you're an indie podcast and would like us to run your promo on our show, please contact us. The little guys need to stick together. If you enjoy what we're doing, please consider leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts and telling a friend. The more we grow, the better the show will be. Thank you for being part of the Netflix and Swill family.